All right, welcome. It is Bowerly, News Radio 930 WBEN. Okay, um, I, I know that a lot of you guys want to talk about this uh, gas appliance situation, um, which I want to get into as well later on today. Just so you know, uh, one of the stories that kind of came around during the blizzard and last week during the coverage about DeMar involved the wind turbines in Lake Erie. And the wind turbine battle in Lake Erie has been apparently won for now. Like, we're going to keep the wind turbines out for now. But you know how these things go. When the people downstate and the people in Albany want their way, they're wily politicians, and they know, all right, maybe if we just wait, people will forget and we can sneak it in under the table. Um, so... I'm just going to say, for right now, it looks like the wind turbine is going to be out of Lake Erie. We're going to talk to uh, Jim Hanley with that uh, Quatile group, Citizens Against Wind Turbines in Lake Erie, uh, about 4.30 or so on News Radio 930 WBEN. And I want to talk more about the, the whole electrical thing. But before we go down that road, I just spent, oh, an hour uh, talking about the hero, and there were many, of the blizzard of 2022. But I, I knew this was going to happen. There are some aftermath stories, aftermath stories that I want to get into. And one of them, again, is a predictable story because it happens after every major snowstorm. People have their vehicles towed, and generally speaking, they have to pay for the towing and pay for the storage. And if you are somebody who had your vehicle towed, how did it work for you? Now, my understanding is the city of Buffalo did not charge, okay? They did not charge. But Brian Culpa is the supervisor of the town of Amherst. And he was on with Susan Rose and Brian Mazurowski the other day talking about what the town of Amherst is going to do in terms of charging you. And my question to you, all of you, even if you didn't have your car towed, was should motorists have to pay for their car to have been towed? Or should the taxpayer have to pay for it? And I'm going to play the interview with Brian Culp. It's only about six minutes long. It's a lot easier to listen to me. And the phone number to call is 803-0930. That's 803-0930, star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. So uh, let's hear the interview on WBEN with Brian Culpa, Amherst Supervisor. Brian, there appears to be some outrage regarding some people who ended up being charged after having their vehicles towed following the recent blizzard. Um, could you just explain the reasoning behind why people were being charged for having their vehicles towed? Their vehicle was in a town right-of-way or a state right-of-way, and we needed to move it. So we had to call a third-party towing company to move the vehicle. Uh, once that happens... Anytime your vehicle is towed out of a right-of-way by a municipality, you have to pay to get your vehicle back. That's how it's always been under every circumstance, and we didn't vary from what always happens. Was the charge solely for the tow itself, or did that also factor in how long the vehicle may have been needed to be held somewhere before it was picked up eventually? 
No, it was just for the, the cost incurred towing the vehicle. Okay. Um, other municipalities and even Erie County views towing as an expense that they absorb during major emergencies like a blizzard, and they'll seek that disaster aid reimbursement for that. Is that something the town of Amherst is considering or would be willing to consider going forward? Well, we have not been told that we could get that reimbursed. And right now, my understanding is that general snow removal and cleanup options are not reimbursable expenses at the moment. So, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not willing to tell the town, hey, we've got to pay $48,000 worth of towing charges because we have to hire private companies to move people's vehicles out of the way. It, again, you know, at the end of the day, it's your personal vehicle that is stuck or stranded or abandoned, and it's not fair to the people of Amherst to have to pay for somebody from Fairport or Syracuse or wherever these vehicles were coming from. It's not fair to have to pay those after the fact. So if we knew that there was if we knew that there was federal reimbursement, yes, we would listen to that, but we've not been told that there's federal reimbursement available. So you know, you're in a catch twenty two. I get it. I want to be benevolent. It's not like we were out there ticketing people. We didn't assess fines. You know, we did turn some people around when they were heading out into the storm if our police saw them driving and told them, look, you're going to get stuck. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're left holding the bill for people who drove through essentially a, a driving ban. And I've heard stories about companies that ordered their people to go to work I would say go to that employer and say, you made me come to work at a driving ban. Here's my bill. It's just not something the town is going to say, hey, we're going to take the cost of your private vehicle and assess that over the, the value of the town. If something happens during the, during the towing process, if, there's, uh, if, there, well, if the vehicle is involved in an accident, we're not going to take on the liability for that. That's up to you to deal with. So there's no reason to vary from past practice on that one. There's a lot of room for varying from past practice in a blizzard, and we've had to change and we had to adapt our strategies a lot. But this is one where it's simple. You drove, your car got stuck, it got towed, we got it off the road for you, so it wasn't involved in any more accidents or anything else. But you're responsible for going and picking up the vehicle and paying for getting it towed off the road. Now, in other circumstances, aside from this one, when it comes to municipalities seeking disaster relief funding elsewhere, I mean, do you know how long it usually takes to see that? Maybe why some of these municipalities that have requested that haven't seen that aid come in yet? It's going to take months, maybe a year. I mean, if you look at what has to happen, the documentation process going to take months. We're talking about six months to a year, I would take. I mean, this is, a lot of this is new territory, right? Um, what we're being told can be reimbursed right now is the expense of, of going to assigning highway staff to search and rescue, assigning um, emergency and personnel workers to things that they wouldn't normally be involved with. The actual snow removal operation is not being reimbursed, right? The, the cost of removing the physical snow, that's not part of it. 
the plow drivers over time, the cost of uh, front loaders. At the moment, that's not part of it. They should treat blizzards like they do hurricanes, but it's not how FEMA is currently set up with this declaration. So, you know, it's, it's hard to say, hey, look, this piece is going to be reimbursed in this time frame uh, because we're just into the point where we're trying to document what, what expenses we have. I can tell you that we had 160 vehicles towed and it would have cost 48 grand. That much I know. Um, that's, like I said, that's something that we haven't, we had not altered the way we do business in Amherst on that one. Um, there are other things that we have altered, like, um, you know, whether or not we are cutting through, uh, some of the, the snow banks near schools where, you know, maybe a private company or private landowner who had to get through it but we knew we needed to open up the intersections near schools for pedestrians, so we're clearing sidewalks that we wouldn't normally clear. Uh, that's a life safety issue. Those items we're going to take on, and it's just a matter of, of you know, varying, right? Everybody can handle things however they see fit in an emergency. In our case, we have a very systemic way of making sure people get vehicles back We've done it uh, time and time again. Every time we've ever towed vehicles, that's how we do it, and that's what we chose to do here. Okay, that was the supervisor of the town of Amherst, uh, Brian Culpa, talking with Brayton Wilson, who actually uh, did a great job impersonating, or I should say Susan and Brian did a great job impersonating Brayton Wilson. It sounded just like him. Uh, I thought it was great. Uh, never mind. Uh, you heard what Brian Culpa had to say. That is the important thing. So my question to you is, first of all, if you had your vehicle towed by the city, by the county, by a municipality, did you end up having to pay at the end of the day? Did you have to pay for the tow? Did you have to pay for the storage? You know, usually getting your vehicle out of impound, you'd probably rather have a root canal, okay, if you're at all normal. Um, this is an area where I find myself more in agreement with Brian Culpa than I do disagreement with Brian Culpa with the following uh, consideration. If somebody was an essential worker, they had to be at work. For example, police officer, firefighter, volunteer, professional, registered nurse, somebody who works at a group home. And we could go on and on. Somebody who does food service at a hospital. If they are an essential worker and they were stranded in the snow and their vehicle had to be towed, I kind of think it is immoral to charge them to have their vehicles towed, okay? I, I think it there, there'd have to be a compelling reason, but I don't, as a taxpayer in Amherst, I'm not going to mind paying for people who were trying to help me and they ended up getting stuck themselves because I wouldn't feel real good about that. On the other hand... If somebody did not have a legit reason to be on the road, um, maybe just doing a looky-loo, hey, let me see how bad the blizzard is. Uh, had to go to the store and needed some cigarettes and beer. 
I'm a little less inclined to be um, gracious because there was a driving ban in in effect for all but essential workers. I mean, it's easy for me to say, right? I'm an essential worker. So, of course, I'm going to say, well, essential workers should be exempt from having to pay. Um, But I also knew to get out the door early that day, and darn glad I did. Um, But what do you do in a situation where your employer made you go to work, despite the blizzard warning, made you go to work, and you got stuck getting to work, you got stuck going home from work. Well, the obvious answer is you tell your employer, I want to be reimbursed for the cost because you made me drive in a driving van, and look what happened. I lost money trying to make you money. Um, That's going to be a tough sell with a lot of employers. Now, granted, a lot of employers basically are digging up cemeteries late at night trying to find people to work. I get that. But that's not necessarily, you know, a lot of employers have long memories when layoffs come around, and maybe that could go against you. So that's one of those easier said than done things. And then you have a situation like somebody called in with this yesterday. Okay, you have a kid who went to work at Tops or Wegmans or Dashes, and um, this storm hit hard before we really expected it to hit as hard as it did. And people had to get home. And they weren't able to get home. No fault of their own. But their business stayed open until 2 when they might have closed at 10 o'clock in the morning. What what do you do there? I mean, ordinarily, see, I'm not a big fan of having taxpayers pay for other people's bad decisions. But I think there are some uh, circumstances which deserves some mercy, which as a taxpayer in Amherst, I believe that I would be willing to extend. I think you have to be reasonable and take these things on a case-by-case basis. So I will agree with Brian Culpa that certainly in cases where there was no good reason to be on the road and you can't make a clear and convincing argument as to why you were driving in a driving ban situation, I don't think the taxpayers should have to pay. But if you can make the argument that, look, <laughs> I work in a group home. I, these people need supervision. I needed to try to get to work because these folks have been working hour after hour after hour. Uh, I think you've got to show some compassion there. So what, what is your line in the sand as far as whether people should pay or not pay to have their vehicles towed? So the snow could be cleaned up. And make no mistake about it, folks, Amherst, like the city of Buffalo got nailed. Chictawaga got nailed. You guys in South Buffalo got nailed. Um, We in Amherst got nailed. Clarence and Newstead got nailed. There are a lot of areas that got nailed in that swathe coming in off of Lake Erie. And I will tell you that the town of Amherst got nailed big time by the blizzard of 2022. And had it not been for some very nice friends that I have who have been properly compensated, all but one i got to catch up with, um, I'd probably still be snowed in if we hadn't had the melt. And that snow, frankly, was impossible to walk in. I've got strong legs, and I struggled going up the driveway 40, 50 feet. I'm not that tall. And it, it it was tough. So who should pay? 
the town or the individual, or does it depend on a case-by-case basis? And I think it depends on a case-by-case basis. If the best somebody can say is, I needed to get beer, cigarettes, and a lottery ticket, I'm not inclined to be merciful. Am I not merciful? Gladiator. Um, If somebody is somebody who needed to make the effort to get to work, yeah, I I think the taxpayers should suck up that because we need people in our hospitals because it could have been your wife. It could have been your husband having a stroke or a heart attack. And good luck getting him to the hospital during the blizzard, but you needed to have hospitals staffed. So I want to know where your head is on this whole, should the motorist pay for towing? The city of Buffalo, as I understand it, did not make motorists pay for towing. 803-0930 is the phone number. Um, This isn't a good time to call. About 3.35 is a good time to call. And I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. Um, I have gentlemen in the next room who are very busy. So if you're going to call in and you're going to say, I don't want to go on the air, but please don't do that. These guys are young guys. You're going to give them ulcers. You're going to you're going to give them some serious health issues, okay? Maybe mental health issues. And I got to work with these guys. So it, it, when you call in and you say, I don't want to go on the air, but that's like, well, okay, maybe don't call then because the whole point is to, for you guys to be on the air so you don't have to listen to me drone on and on. Who, who'd want that? 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. And uh, you'll start calling in en masse after about 335 or so. All right, it's Bowerly on News Radio 930, WBEN. Now is the time to call, and a darn fine time to call News Radio 930, WBEN. If you are the supervisor, of a town, maybe it's Amherst, do you make people pay for the towing during the blizzard or do you say, hey, it was an emergency situation, we get it, we're going to suck up the cost, which uh, in aggregate would be, what, 46000 thereabouts, and I think doing the math, it came out to about $300 per vehicle. And if you had your car towed, how did your local government handle it? And look, I, I agree with Brian Culpa. Uh, to the extent that if somebody did not have a good, valid reason for being out, I don't think taxpayers should have to pay for their towing. If somebody was an essential worker, how do you look at yourself in the mirror and say, yes, this person is a physician's assistant. This person is an LPN, an RN, a PA, an MD. But they got stuck in the snow trying to make sure the hospital was manned or womaned. We're going to make them pay. I can't do that. Somebody in food service at, at the hospital, I can't do that. I mean, you got to be there. Patients get hungry. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Your take on making people pay for towing in the blizzard. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, and if you did get stranded What were the circumstances of your being stranded? Like, where were you going? What were you trying to do? Here's Anne and Sanborn on WBEN. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. I'm calling about the um, essential workers going out in the storm. Yes. 
And can I just rename them um, risk their life workers um, to the fact that um, my daughter was an essential worker that went out in the storm. She got stuck and called me. She was about a mile away from my house. Mm. I, I went and I don't know how I found her because I couldn't see nothing. Um, when I did get her, we got stuck four times coming back. Um, after um, a day or so, we called for her car. Um, they kind of gave us a runaround. We called all the um, we called uh, the sheriff's department first, and they said that um, they have no record of it, and gave us a couple of tow truck companies to call. We called them, and they were real um, helpful on giving other tow truck companies to call. And um, they all were packed up. They said that they were out all night uh, gathering up cars. Um, all of them were full, and they'd have to go back in their, um, you know, thing to see if they had it. Um, well, even it finding still- even finding the license plate. I mean, my my car in my driveway in Williamsville had about four feet of snow on it. Uh, Johnny Rubino, local real estate man, uh, he he helped with the driveway. He brushed my car off, and it took him about an hour. So just to get somebody's license plate might have been a, a, an ordeal, you know. Right, but when the tow trucks got them out, they had to call in with the license plate number. That's by law that they have to do that. So we should have been able to find it pretty quickly. But um, anyway, we had to pay um, five fifty for the tow and the storage fee, cat, you know, right out. And then um, um, after the car kept the truck kept needing a jump, so we had to get it fixed, and that was four hundred dollars later. Um, when my daughter called her um, group home, which is not a private group home, um, when she called to see if HR, you know, if they had any reimbursement for the essential workers, they laughed at her. Now, I find that just, I, I really would like to get the word out to essential workers that if there is a storm like that, you really got to sit here and think of, is that job worth my life? Because a lot of people froze out there, and one of them could have been my daughter. Oh, I absolutely, a- absolutely. And employers also need to think, is staying open worth risking your employer's life? You think it can never happen to you that somebody is going to die on your job. I mean, firefighters, police officers, people like that think about it a lot. Um, we had we lost Mike Rosman in a helicopter crash. We're radio people, and it's been so long, but I'll just never forget that day. It's a very painful thing to experience. Employers need to be really understanding. The HR person laughing at your daughter, here's the deal. I don't know how long she's been there, Anne, but as you well know, there is a great demand for workers, especially in your daughter's specialty. And if they're going to laugh at her over something like that, I would submit to you that she can probably find herself a much better job with much better people very easily. Yes. I'm sorry that you went through that. Now, was the municipality Niagara County? Yeah, that was Niagara County, and that was on um, Saturday at 6 o'clock in the morning. She got stuck, and this went through Sunday, so we got nailed out here. Um, But I just wonder if all that equipment that they were using to go snatch these cars up so they can make this money, if they could have used that equipment in Buffalo, maybe they could have saved some more lives. Well, we'll never we'll never know the answer. I don't know how they would have driven, frankly, from Niagara County to Buffalo during the teeth of the storm. Now, right. g- given the timeline, right. six thirty on Saturday morning, your daughter was going to work or she was leaving work. She 
was going to work. She was called in from miles away. I mean, they had they have people who work around the group home that they could have called in. I mean, the whole thing should be kind of overhauled from this storm and kind of looked at like, okay, do we risk someone's life coming in miles and miles away? Well, no, that my dear, that that is a situation where, with all respect, your daughter should have said, there's absolutely no way I can make it. Were you guys listening to WBEN during the storm? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, no, we weren't listening to WBN, but I, we well, were listening to the news. But well. when, you know, when you have a job and with the financial, you know, with everything going on and they make the job like if you don't come in, that's it. I mean, a lot of those workers were mandated for days <laughs> and days. My love, I, I must tell you something. Any employer in 2022 that takes that attitude toward employees will soon understand that you cannot function without employees. You can't treat employees that way in 2022 because the demand for live bodies is just too great. Um, I They had a job fair today on uh, Transit Road. A lot of people were there. A lot of people from other countries were there. Uh, recent uh, immigrants, presumably, were there looking for work. By the way, just a little job fair tip from Tom. Don't show up at a job fair reeking of weed, okay? Not a good first impression. Any more than you'd want to show up reeking of tequila, uh, as I usually do coming into work. But... I'm so sorry that your daughter had to go through that. And I think next time, with all respect, a better decision, if you guys were in touch with the news, would have been, I'm not leaving my house. The people who are working there now are just going to have to dig a little deeper and they're going to have to put in a longer shift. And yeah, you're going to have to pay them holiday pay and you're going to have to pay them overtime pay because it would be foolish for me to die coming in there to take care of other people when you've got people who are already there, like we did here at the station. I mean, we we worked our butts off. Right. Right. I, I'm sorry that your daughter had to go through that. And then but, to insult to injury, you, get, you had to pay for the tow and, and the storage, huh? Right. Well, her, um, her, um, she doesn't have AAA. She has a side road service through the employer, which she had to pay up front. And they did pay. They didn't pay for all of it, you know, but a majority of the tow and storage they did. But the damages were up to her. So if you damage your car going out there, you're going to have to pay for it, whether you're a essential worker or not. Well, that that's not that, that's not unusual. I mean, uh, if I'd have run into a light pole on the drive in, that would have been on me. I couldn't blame the employer for that. Um, but it, it, what I'm more concerned, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you got reimbursed, okay? But I, I'm just concerned about uh, the attitude because uh, am I to believe that what they didn't reimburse is what your daughter called HR over and why she got laughed at? Yeah, she was calling to see if she can get reimbursed for either damage and what they didn't pay for. And they started laughing and said, you really think the state's going to pay for that? <laughs> well, I, I'm, again, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very sorry uh, that, that that happened. I thank you very much for the call. Um, but, the yeah. you know, typically, I mean, if you're driving home from work right now and you get into an accident, your employer is not going to be on the hook. If you're driving into work, you can be a doctor. Driving into work, if you uh, go off the 33 uh, or, you know, you, you you miss the grider exit and you slam on the brakes and run into the center wall, the hospital's not going to uh, pay you back for that. Who should pay for the towing and the storage from the blizzard? And I think you got to take it on a case-by-case basis. Essential workers, I think you need to cut them some slack. 
people with no good, valid reason for being on the road, I don't think taxpayers should have to pay for it. Now, there are some gray area cases. What do you do with somebody who got stuck and stranded because they were going to take care of their 95-year-old father? Now, they can't say it's a job thing, and everybody's got a 95-year-old father all of a sudden. Um, what do you do in that situation? I mean, my inclination would be this person might have saved the, or been trying to save the 95-year-old father's life. Uh, I think the town can afford this one. But again, it's, I think it's got to be case by case. Does anybody agree or disagree with uh, that conclusion? Here is uh, Walt in Lancaster. Walt, you are on WBEN. What's your take on this? Hey, Tom. How you doing? Um, Wonderfully. I just uh, I got out of work trying to make it home. Saw it snowing. Figured, huh, I got to. I'd rather be stuck at home for a couple of days. And I'm an essential worker. And about three o'clock, heading home and heading down Mile Strip Road. I just about maybe 200 yards from Southwestern Boulevard, and it just white out. Coming right across the front, lost track of the road. Yeah, it's easy and, to you know, do on a nice day. Yeah, and uh, went into a ditch. Uh, snow was uh, window high, oh. and uh, I wasn't going nowhere. I says, uh, I don't know, what do I do now? Uh, state trooper come by, check on me, and uh, told me that I was uh, the 17, 79th car in line, and that I just need to uh, hunk down and just wait it out. And I waited about an hour. Saw some people, questionable people, how they were dressed coming by me while I was sitting in the car. One guy looked like he had sandals on. I'm like, oh, where's he going? One guy just had a windbreaker, totally not prepared. At least I had some water in the car, change of clothing, limited food. Well, um, you know, uh, hold on, Walt. I want to get back to your call. But, see, this is when, when we think about why we had so many more people die during 22 than we did in 77, I think it gets back to what I've been saying. The weather on Friday morning, December 23rd, was 40-plus degrees. Before the blizzard of 77, we had, a week and a half before, a bunch of single-degree days. Jay Withy, who saved those 24 people at Pine Ridge School, he saw a guy in sneakers walking down the street. And at some point, you know, common sense has to enter into things. People have got to pay a little attention. I mean, how many... Josh, how many times did I do the blizzard warning on Thursday? How many times did I say difficult to impossible travel. Doesn't sound to me like you want to wear sandals. And believe me, I love my Jerusalem cruisers as much as the next guy. So Brian Culpa, supervisor of Amherst, he's in hot water because he doesn't think that, uh, uh, he, he believes that if you got towed in Amherst during the storm, that you should have to pay the towing cost. And I agree with him to a point that anybody without a valid excuse for being out there, I think they should have to pay. But essential workers, seriously, how do you tell a volunteer firefighter, uh, yeah, you were going in to save lives, but your car got stuck, so up yours. You can't do that. I think you, you have to be somewhat Solomon-esque, and, and, and you know, you, you've got to split the baby here. You've got to be rational, and you've got to be reasonable about these things. Now, let's get back to Walt, essential worker, uh, who got stuck on the way home and ran into a bunch of people who were ill-clad right around Mile Strip, which I'd never want to be ill-clad around there. Yeah. it's well. It, uh, so, like I said, I hung out for about an hour. I decided to walk home, and a uh, little bit of a walk. You still there? Yeah. And uh, 
I got to Southwestern, and uh, this gentleman picked me up in a pickup truck, red pickup truck. His name was John, his wife, Sue. They were going to get gas for their generator. And uh, I was fortunate enough, he uh, saw me walking down the side of the road, picked me up, and gave me a, unfortunately, it was, he got gas at the same place I needed to go to stay with my brother-in-law's. And so I hunkered down there and stayed there for a couple of days. But uh, to add to your, your point is that what about Kathy Hochul when she shut down the, uh, the uh, what was it, the 219 or the 400? Uh, pretty much every that, expressway. I mean, yeah, the- and, all, and all that traffic was diverted and everybody getting off at Southwestern Boulevard. I mean, who's going to pick up the tab for that? Well, I mean, I, I, I'm, for, I'm, I'm for like, I understand that, you know, you shouldn't be out there. And that I don't mind. I paid two hundred dollars to get towed out, and it took me two days to find my car. Good lord! And it ended up it ended up being in in uh, Wegman's parking lot there, and uh, and so when I took the guy twenty dollar bill, I appreciate it. And he, to me, that dude's an essential worker. And uh, absolutely, to be out there working in and in, in, in elements, it's it's a it's a tough gig climbing underneath people's car and. <laughs> and Cold and wet. You better believe it. I absolutely believe an essential worker because we had to get those vehicles towed so plow so that plow uh, so that roads could be plowed. I sound plowed right now. Uh, wish I was. Not the case. But anyway, sir, I'm I'm glad I'm glad you survived, and um, I appreciate hearing from you. And it's just it's very distressing, Walt. Thank you. One one more thing. Yes. Is that uh, is that it is a deterrent to keep people from driving out? I mean, some of these case, cases where where people perish for going to the local store, which it's just it's just foolish. Well, common and, uh, sense. I mean, I, I wonder. You, you wonder how many of the deaths could have been present, prevented with common sense. And they're um, so sad. They, well, they are. I, I feel bad for their families, but I mean. Were people just not in touch with the news? We've never had more media sources than we do now. And how somebody could be wearing sandals on Friday unless they just had flown in from Bermuda and were totally out of touch, I don't know. But I feel horrible for those people. But I don't know how to help those people. Man, obviously they need to listen to WBN. Thanks. Well, yeah, I appreciate that, Walt. Or, you know what, I I, I don't Honestly, if they listen to us, great. But if they were listening to somebody, just to dress with a little more care, you know, I I I put my Arctic boots on, my heavy winter coat, a throw on underneath that, a sweatshirt. Uh, I loaded up the car just in case I needed some stuff. Um, and and I'm you know, it, you, you hate to bring up the idea of common sense. When there are people who lost friends, people who lost family, and they know probably more than anybody that their loved one might not have used the best discernment on Friday in terms of how they were dressing. Um, Obviously, anybody who went out after about noon on Friday was not going to be wearing sandals heading out the door. But you got to be you got to be somewhat aware that you we the, the the whole week before the blizzard, um, we had Andy Parker on every single day for the first hour of every show, alerting people to what was coming. The day before the blizzard, everybody on this radio station was saying, blizzard warning has been posted. Travel will be difficult to impossible. And yet people didn't get the message. 
And, you know, maybe that's one of the things we as a society need to do better is use the reverse 911. Use the cell phone emergency um, thingy that they have that goes off at 3 in the morning because some kid in Scranton, Pennsylvania got kidnapped. Um, And I'm not making light of kidnapping. I am, however, a little bit frustrated sometimes when the phone does that goofy stuff. Um, If you want to talk about this a little bit longer, uh, that's fine. I also want to get into the whole doing away with gas situation. Um, 803-0930, just as I said that, the lights blinked. It's obviously a sign from God. Tom, you're doing a fine job. Or, Tom, the flames await you. One or the other. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Welcome, friends. It is Bowerly. If your car gets towed because of the blizzard, should you pay or should the municipality? And I think you got to take it on a case-by-case basis. How do, you make it, how do you make a nurse pay when she was trying to get somewhere to save a life? 